Good morning and welcome to ASL's HR in 10. At 10. I'm Jason Perry. And I'm Kimberly Bradshaw. And we're going to talk you through what's going on in the world of HR. Um, once again, it's still COVID, isn't it, Kimberly? It is, yes, and I'm very pessimistic about the figures that have been shown on the news and things because the good old Zoe app shows huge rises in my area. Do you know, I, we're going to do something rare here. I'm going to disagree with you. Um, oh, you is this is the second time ever. I think it is. Um, I, I, I know you missed our um, HR forum yesterday, but I, I went through the numbers for that. And if you look at the seven-day trends, and that you know, it's the only way to look at it is a seven-day rolling average because it smooths out all the peaks and troughs. But we are now both nationally and in Hastings, which is I know the bit you really care about. We're back to kind of early July levels. So nationwide, I think we're back to fourth of July levels. Hastings, I think we're back to first of July levels. Both of them, they peaked at around the 18th to the 20th of July. So actually, that fall has been steady and consistent for a couple of weeks. When, when you look at the numbers there, it really is interesting. So I'm, I am optimistic, but I, I think it's too early to be absolutely certain. Yeah, we'll just stick with our first ever disagreement. Go on then, we'll enjoy, so we'll enjoy that moment. You saw it here first. Kimberly and Jason disagreed. Shall we? Shall we move Let's on? Some... Talk about yeah, something HRE. Yeah, um... maybe we could move on something we agree about, perhaps. <laughs> uh, Let's. Uh, yeah, I think consulting about returning to the office is a very big topic. Uh, uh, you found some statistics, didn't you? I did. I did, um, and I don't have them in front of me. But if I recall correctly, it was forty percent of employees hadn't had any communication from their employer about their return to work, weren't consulted, um, weren't asked what days they wanted to work, just a, you will return. And in this day and age, I find it really quite perplexing that people uh, don't get involved. Um, you know, whilst we know sometimes what is called consultation isn't quite as consultative as one might hope, um, this is a scenario where you have such a great opportunity to win hearts and minds, get employee engagement going. Why wouldn't you consult and involve them? Well, I, you know, I think it's a question of what is consultation. Um, mm -hmm. And it's about communication. Um, and, you know, it's not a democracy. The management clearly are in charge. Um, but it's a question of actually sharing with people what you're doing, why you're doing it. And the only reason of doing it is so it goes smoothly, so people feel happier. And if you look currently at what's going on in the world of recruitment, for example, we've got one of the biggest recruitment crises we've seen. Uh, certainly as long as I can remember, I, you know, in my HR career, that's going back to the early 1990s. We've never seen it this hard to find applicants and fill jobs before. We've got employers paying golden hello payments of, in some cases, the worst one I've seen was £10,000 from a Scottish care um, provider, £5,000 from people like Priory Healthcare. I think Tesco's and Asda, if I recall correctly, are paying £1,000 to HEV lorry drivers. And the dairy group, Arla, are talking about paying £2,000 golden hello payments. So 
people are going to be poaching your staff. Let's be blunt. Your staff yeah. are going to be encouraged to leave you by other employers. If there wasn't a better time to have your people on side, I don't know when it would be. I know, and it's actually so easy. I've done a lot of work on this with clients. And, you know, whip up a quick survey monkey survey or, you know, some other free survey, anonymous solutions, <clears throat> excuse me, um, and then get them in a room together and chat through yes. what the results are and then, yeah. you know, come back with a final option. But everyone will feel that they've been involved yes. and they'll feel much more committed to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But e even at its most basic level, a simple team meeting of, we're thinking about a return. We think it's safe because um, these are the steps we've put into place. How do you all feel? Do you think there's anything more we can do? And just a dialogue. And what you have is people happier than they would have been if you said, right, everybody back in the office at the desks on Thursday. Yes, and the, there's so many simple solutions. I know a lot of clients that I know that have been doing this kind of thing. It's been things like, you know, commuting during peak hours, if they have to use public transport, for example. Yeah. So it's fine. Just have a core, core hours and have flexible times either side of it. So there's nothing complicated in what you can do to make your staff happy and want no, to stay. No, no. It's, uh, it, 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 I think the issue, Kimberly, is it's relatively basic to you and I. But if you put us in charge of an engineering production line, we'd struggle. So mm. perhaps the point is, this is where you need to get expertise and support and get the right advice in place. Definitely. But uh, let's, let's move on. What else is on your radar of what's going on this week? Well, I wonder if we should just think about the fact that furlough um, is potentially going to come mm. to an end. Um, I say potentially because, you know, it was going to end last year, then we were going to have a job support scheme, and the day then we the weren't. job support scheme came in, <laughs> we went back to furlough, and, you know, who knows? You know, well, is it going to be extended? I, I know I'm the numbers man here, but um, there was some interesting data I was looking at. Apparently, the number of people on furlough is down to just under 2 million as of the beginning of July. And if I recall correctly, at its peak, it was running at about 11.5 million. So it's, it's a fraction of its former size. Now, what really interested me, we know in July, employers started having to make a contribution of 10%. And the numbers fell by, I think it was 590,000 at the beginning of July or at the end of June. So that that's a big drop. Um, and I think you're going to see, when the numbers are published for August, a similar big drop where a huge number came off. So I would be surprised, in all honesty, if there's many more than a million or a million and a half on furlough right now. Yes, yeah, so I think, I don't know what the, the variables are that make a difference, but you know, I know a lot of employers who um, are hanging on till the the grim end, you know, yeah. they're planning on keeping some people on furlough until the end of September. Um, is that going to lead to redundancies after that? Who knows? Well, again, this was something we talked about yesterday and, uh, you know, the, the, the very wise David Ludlow of More, More Barlow solicitors actually was telling us in the legal profession, they are not seeing any early requests for redundancy advice. 
and that's what you'd normally expect. I mean, they're, they're a good, shall we say, weather vane of what's coming because they know long before anybody else does when their clients are consulting with them. They just haven't seen the request for redundancy. So it looks like we're not going to see a big take up on that. I think those people on furlough still are in industries that are struggling for, let's say, secondary reasons. And that might be uh, supply problems, supply chain problems. It might be cash problems as a result of the pandemic. But I don't think it's the core reasons we started with. And it's trying to ease them out back to a normal trading regime, I think. Yes, I think there's other, also other areas such as, uh, you know, a client of, of mine is, um, it, it involves, you know, putting equipment in to, to places which they couldn't do and they've yeah. only just been able to restart doing that. So, yes. you know, they've not been able to deliver their work for yes. 18 months. So, yeah, there's a lot behind it. Did I, am I right in thinking that um, it was younger people that were coming back off furlough sooner? You're absolutely right. There's an age discrimination issue here going on. Seemingly, those people, and I think the number is over 55, um, are being left on furlough much more than the younger generation. So the way in which we're bringing people back appears to be based on age. Yes, I wonder what the reasoning is behind that, because it is a potential risk. Anyway, I could ponder away for hours there's, here. Yes, there's a, there's a, I was going to say, on. there's a second interesting thing that I saw that perhaps feeds into this and gives you a little insight. Um, there was some data published by City and Guilds that said uh, the over 55s, something like 52% of them hadn't received any formal workplace training in the last five years. Um, and you watched the numbers go down as the age group went down. I don't have them in front of me, but it... Yes, it, I've got them here, actually. Ah. Um, half of workers over 55 have had formal workplace training, 67% of those in the 34 to 54 age group, and 83% yes. in the 18 to 34. It's, it's staggering to some degree. I mean, it might suggest, dare I be really cynical that our schools and colleges aren't doing as much as we'd like for us. So we're having to work more on training the young. Maybe that's something in there. But we are spending our training budget on the younger people less than the older people. And it really, really strikes me. Again, I go back to this recruitment crisis, as I'm calling it. We're going to need those older workers skilled and in place if we are going to fill our vacancies. And again, we, in order to get them doing it properly, we're going to have to invest in them. We're going to have to make sure they have the skills that we need. So I think there may be a point about how do we bring those people back? How do we help them learn new skills? I guess it's possible there is a, a little thought that maybe it takes a little longer with some new technology skills as somebody's old. I, I, Maybe that's some of what's going on in there, but I think we have to tackle that one and start moving forward. Otherwise, we are just not going to have the people to do the jobs we need, are we? I completely agree. We start on, on a disagreement and end on an agreement. Well, on that note, we have been talking for over 10 minutes. So this is HR in 10, in 11. Um, don't forget, you can actually liven up our conversation by asking questions live, by typing them in the uh, chat box on YouTube. Um, and if you like the content, do click the subscribe and get updates whenever we're broadcasting. But for now, thanks for watching, and we'll see you again next week.
Goodbye. Bye-bye.